are you looking for? Please be seated. John's Gospel today contains an unusual exchange between Jesus and two potential disciples. After hearing about Jesus from John the Baptist, these two want to speak to him, so they start following him around. And when Jesus notices them, he turns and asks them this very odd question. What are you looking for? Not who, but what are you looking for? Earlier in the reading, John the Baptist has repeatedly told everyone exactly who Jesus is. The Lamb of God, twice, the Chosen One, and oh, by the way, he's been baptized by the Spirit. If this was happening today, Twitter would definitely say that Jesus was trending. So according to both Johns, Jesus was the ultimate who. And yet Jesus asks them what? Even stranger, they answer by asking him, where are you staying? What kind of response is that? Maybe another version of Jesus' question could help us. One of the classes I took in seminary was learning to sing African-American spirituals. And the first day of that class, the professor posed a question that surprised me at the time. Where, she said, will you put your body? Where will you put your body? This question made sense to me later as I gradually understood the full context of the class. One of the many reasons she was teaching us the spirituals was that they can be very helpful during nonviolent political protests. Singing brings people together during uh, together and bolsters this sense of community. Just ask our choir. Singing also gives energy to those who are weary and have tired feet. The spirituals were born out of a legacy of faith and hope, working to overcome profound and prolonged oppression. To sing wade in the water or we shall not be moved connects us with liberation theology that stretches back hundreds, indeed thousands of years. It places us firmly in the stream of those who have come before us and courageously spoken up for what is right. But singing the spirituals also connects us to the fundamental fact that when we follow the path of discipleship, we may be choosing to put our physical bodies in danger. We have chosen to stand up, literally, for what we believe to be right, 
God's desire for goodness to have the last word over evil. The use of the word what in Jesus' question signals that this is just not the conversation between some groupies and a celebrity. Following Jesus is not about a personality cult. As charismatic as the human Jesus must have been, John's testimony that Jesus is the Lamb of God points to the essential truth that following Jesus entails something much larger. This conversation is about choosing a path that leads us into a different way of being. So no wonder Jesus says, what are you looking for instead of who? There's another signifier of the search for a larger connection here also. John the evangelist uses the Greek word meno in this passage five times in seven sentences. That word we hear translated in our NRSV as remain and stay, but it also means abide. Abide gives us a sense of longevity, even timelessness. To abide with someone or in some place is to stay steady, to be faithful to, and remain with for the long haul. So listen to how it sounds if we change out that word. John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abided on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and abide is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, where are you abiding? He said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was abiding, and they abided with him that day. When we add that translation into the mix with our more familiar ones, we realize that there are many opportunities for the evangelist to be playing on words here, and that the layers of meaning go deeper and deeper. As we all recall, in Aramaic, the native language of Jesus, and in Hebrew, the language of the Torah, such resonances with language were quite commonplace. John employing this practice in the Greek would have been expected and understood. So one of the more obvious examples in this passage is that during his ministry, Jesus deliberately didn't abide for long in any physical place. He also famously tells us that foxes have holes and birds in the, in the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. 
So this message of abiding is not about occupying a physical space. It's not about joining in with him to storm Herod's fortress. Very soon, the disciples will also find that they become itinerant, following Jesus, abiding with Jesus, calls them away from their homes. There are deeper resonances as well. In John 15, we hear abide in Jesus's discourse on the vine and the branches. Abide in me as I in you. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit. We are surely meant to connect that passage to this call narrative that we hear today. And here's a resonance that pierces the heart. Every Good Friday, we hear the sung passion narrative in John 19, including, since it was the day of the preparation, the Judean leaders did not want the bodies left on the cross during the Sabbath. What the NRSV translates as left is that same Greek word. Common sense tells us that bodies shouldn't abide on crosses, should they? Neither living nor dead ones. And yet for us Christians, the story doesn't end with the removal of Jesus's body from the cross. In many ways, that body does abide, and it's never fully removed. During our Paschal Triduum, from Maundy Thursday through Easter, we encounter the deeper mystery of our collective story, the mystery of death and renewal. Good Friday abides eternally in Easter, and Easter abides eternally in Good Friday. Christ is always dying, and Christ is always rising. They cannot be separated from each other. They aren't a dichotomy. They're a continuum. Together, they are the eternal promise of God among us in death and in life. Jesus is both the impetus that starts our journey as well as the companion who never leaves our side. As disciples, we will die and be reborn many times. By answering, where are you staying? The disciples are committed to taking that journey and beginning their pilgrimage toward renewal, their entry into a new way of being. They're finding their home in God, a way of being that abides with the Holy One. I hear in this exchange 
an echo of Ruth's promise to stay with Naomi. Do not press me to leave you, to turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. Jesus' question reminds us that we are the ones with the answer. Only we can know and give voice to the unique spark within each of us. Jesus is asking us to listen to the whispering of our own hearts that draws us towards something within and also beyond ourselves. The yearning to stand up for what we know to be good and true. John has made it clear, God has come into the world and chosen to dwell among us in order to show us, to uncover for us, the resonating spark that is both within us and greater than us. The word that was and is and always will be. The question before the disciples and before each of us is what do we do now? What are we looking for? Where will we abide? As individuals, we cannot possibly right every wrong, but every one of us hears that voice and knows there are things that must be addressed, perhaps in public ways, perhaps in anonymous private ones. This passage assures us that God sees them all. Today, on this Martin Luther King Jr. weekend, in our forum, members of our parish racial justice group will talk about their experiences over the past few years. This group began to meet in earnest after Minneapolis police murdered Mr. George Floyd in May of 2020. Mr. Floyd's very public lynching followed hard on the heels of the murder of Ms. Breonna Taylor in Louisville in March of 2020, also by police. We just learned of yet another murder last week. Mr. Keenan Anderson tased to death by Los Angeles police. In our discussions, we are learning we are sharing, we are researching our own histories, and we are rending our hearts and not our garments, bearing witness to each other and to the sin of racism. Where will you put your body? Where are you abiding? The answer was different for each of the disciples. The answer will be different for each of us. Every one of us occupies a unique space in time. There is no one else like each of us. 
So only we can know and speak about the divine spark within us, the love of God that wants to be born into the world through us. What are you looking for? Amen.